Heyo, Cameron here with GPS, and I've got my favorite guest smiling across from me, Brian Shackman. Heyo, Cameron, what's <laughs> up, buddy? It is good to be here. Yeah, oh, dude, it's always good to see you, always good to catch up. How's your week, man? It's been pretty good. Nothing too out of the ordinary to report. Things have been pretty good, and, and life is just swimming along. I mean, I'm yep. thankful that... COVID cases seem to be going down a little bit, which is yeah. encouraging, and that's exciting for what that might mean for us, maybe opening our doors as a church in a little bit. That'd be really awesome, but yeah. The sky's still falling, but Chicken Little is not, you know, freaking out as much, <laughs> We're so it's all doing good. a little, little bit better overall, that's for sure. All right. Well, without further ado, let's start navigating. All set. Let's go. So uh, you talked a bit about favoritism uh, last week in your lesson. Uh, could you go through that a bit more for? Yeah. So we uh, talk. We're doing a series called "Love Is" and thinking about what Christian love really looks like. And if I was to think about Christian faith and what I would argue are the most important things, I think about if I was, you know, to write down those things. Favoritism isn't necessarily one of the first things that would come to mind, uh, if I'm honest. I think that there are other things that I would prioritize. But it's interesting that James, who is the brother of Jesus, uh, as he writes a New Testament book, which I think is very practical and super helpful and addresses really, really important stuff. He does 13 verses on favoritism in chapter 2 and really just hammers at it. And as you really think about it it's convicting to think and really dwell on like yeah we all can do that pretty easily we have people that we are drawn to that we uh, more easily connect with and we can end up staying in those circles and in those spaces and not getting outside of them. And so James just attacks that and says, this is not what the church is supposed to be built on. And this was a completely revolutionary new idea. I think that we somewhat take for granted some of the teachings of Jesus on some of these issues where we think, yeah, a homeless person should be the same as, as a lawyer. You know, we, Mm -hmm. we think of that, but this is totally Christian ideals and things that were new ideas and new concepts in that time in that space and so the idea that we just take some of this for granted i think is um, really important for us to recognize like this is who we're called to be we're called to be a group of people that's different so the way people are defined outside of the walls of the church is not the way they are defined within the community when they are part of our church that it's not that same thing. And so James really gets after that and attacks favoritism. And it's somewhat humorous that he writes about if there's somebody who's new and they're poor and they don't look very ritzy, don't just say, Hey, come here and sit at my feet, which is a terrible place uh, to sit. Uh, And then like when a rich person shows up, be like, Oh, well, look at you. Like you deserve a nice, a nice space. But it's just human nature for us to honor different people for different reasons and we always, as, as a church and just as individuals, as people who try to live out the life of Christ, need to guard ourselves against yeah. showing certain sort of um, preference to different kinds of people. Yeah, cause, um, because even though it's an integral part of our religion, I, I mean, I, I would think that's kind of one of the first things I learned is, like, don't show favoritism like, yeah. in a lot of ways. It's like treat everyone equally. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you think that that can still seep into like our congregations and our communities? Like how how 
do we have favoritism that we might not be able to see sometimes? Well, I think with what we're seeing with racial injustice right now, how Mm -hmm. that pretty obviously has seeped in 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 many harmful ways where people um, of of different colors and ethnicities, um, they are now, you know, really saying very loudly, uh, this is something that we experience all the time. And we need to be good listeners uh, during this time, but then seeking out moving forward, how, how to be different. What does it look like for us to be a different sort of person in our, in our communities, in the ways that we reach out and, and love other people. And it's, I think something that is going to always be a challenge for us, but yeah. it's absolutely critical that we would really say, I'm, I'm going to choose to not let my biases get the best of me. And I'm going to seek relationships with, with people who are different than me. And it's something that is going to be a constant orientation that I am going to choose to do that instead of just be comfortable. Cause I think we can easily just choose comfort instead yeah. of reaching out. Cause there's, there's, you know, with every like horror story you hear, there's another story that is untold. It's like, you know, I think as humans, we don't like tend to, we try to keep our problems to ourselves. We try to manage ourselves. It's only like when, when it's really, really bad that, that there's some sort of reach out, but even some people, when it's extra awful, won't reach out and say, Hey, this is what I'm going through. And I think it's, it's up to us as, you know, people of our community and as Christians to really give that to, to say, Hey, I need to hear your story Mm -hmm. instead of just, you know, waiting around and expecting, you know, Oh, well, if someone feels like they're left out, they'll tell me. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's being proactive in making sure that no one feels left out Mm -hmm. and no one feels. Yeah. Um, No, it's so, so true. And so, so important that we would prioritize that and, and prior, like make it something that is, is really uh, significant and, and important in our lives that I, I, I want to have uh, black friends. I want to have Hispanic friends. I want to have Asian friends and just not just to make myself look better or anything, but because that, that is something that is a, a driving force of, of my life and really critical that I think about how I can continue to reach out to people and show the love of Christ uh, to the world. And that is basically dependent on us. Yeah. And an open perspective is not uh, necessarily natural. You know, we, we, like, like you said, these, these morals have at one time were radical. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we consider them, oh, these are human morals now treating everyone equal. You know, it's almost like a common thing. But back in the day, it was radical. So it's, it is in a way, it's natural for us to the discriminate based on what we see. It's yeah. like, like it's it's the first thing that comes to mind. But it's not letting that have power. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not giving that an extra thought and going. Well, I kind of have a weird feeling about this person, so I'm yeah. not going to really talk with this person because we just don't quite connect. It's like I, I get when you when two people don't get along very well, like that's fine. But there still needs to be some kind of you know love and understanding that's there, not just like the well we don't get along, so I'm just not gonna even bother with that. Yeah, yeah. No, it, and it and it's, it takes a constant orientation of the heart to say this this is something that that matters to me, and it doesn't just matter for a moment that I show up at a march, though that's mm-hmm. a good thing to do, or that I 
think about this, you know, for a few minutes. It's like, how, how can I continue to be part of the solution? How can I choose to be a, a neighbor and, and seek out uh, other people and, and make that truly a, a priority in my life? Yeah. Um, you said something in your sermon about, as Christians, we need to break down walls. Actually, mm-hmm. we need to break down barriers that divide um, us and other people. Uh, how do we be better? How are we? How can we be better? Break down wall, Christians. Yeah, I, I think it's by uh, understanding that there are always going to be things that seep into us that just make us feel a little bit more comfortable. As as a church, I'm so proud of the ways that we have broken down uh, walls that existed within our denomination. Things that people had practiced for years and years, and we. Yeah change some stuff pretty dramatically and I'm so thankful for those people who disagreed with those decisions at first and perhaps still do but still maintain uh, membership interactive in in our church because I, I think that Christianity at its core is always about laying down your rights on some level and saying I'm not gonna come into a church with my list of preferences and say, all right, here are the, the five things that I need for me to be happy at this church or whatever. It's, it's about a, a totally different perspective. God calls us to be people who see differences between people and walk into those relationships instead of walking away. And that's really vital uh, for us to always be people who are oriented uh, towards that. And I think you need to think about how you are with your life not allowing things that separate you to be the things that define you from people yeah yeah so so less breaking down walls and more chipping away at them and and just staying like you know sometimes you can't see a person but you can you know hear them a little bit and maybe yeah. get a feeling of where they're at and it's like and it's just staying long enough to where you're able to see yeah. Finally, you know, the the person in front of you who is, who is more like you than you than some of us would even care to admit, you know? Yeah. Like I, I think I think we we tend to find like people even in our subconscious that we're like, Oh well I don't like those people or like mm-hmm. not like not maybe not necessarily a group of people, but like you know, like, oh I don't like this kind of person or I don't like this kind of person. Um, but if you really like analyze that and take a look at that, you might actually find that you dislike them for things that you don't like you doing. And so yeah. you might just putting yourself or, or even projecting yourself too much onto that. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's very true. But yeah. Um, so what's the, what's the big idea? I would say that uh, we have to really guard ourselves against favoritism where we show um, certain types of love to only certain kinds of people. And James in that, chapter two where he really hammers at it he compares it to adultery and murder which are the two like big letter sins that we obviously go honestly at times go well at least i'm not you know and james says basically sin is sin and this is one of those sins and i just think it is way more prevalent than we even admit or like to realize and we need to constantly guard ourselves against it yeah and uh what's a interaction you had this week that either really touched you or really made you recognize there was it was a meeting i had with one of our church members and 
uh, to be honest, he, he's struggling a little bit, but I can't really give you any more than that. But just it was, it was just really powerful to um, be in, in um, communion and just have have a, a, a spirit of vulnerability uh, with, with this individual. And it just makes me miss our, our church even more and those kind of interactions that I had way more regular de- regularly during COVID. And I think it's, it's starting to get back to hopefully a little bit of normalcy. But that was just a really, really special moment for me. And uh, uh, just another affirmation of the ways that our church has, has just deep relationships with each other. And I was so um, thankful for, for him and, and sharing um, because everybody is weak and vulnerable during this time. And just because you're experiencing it perhaps more acutely than someone else, that's okay. You reach out. Um, if you're listening to this and you would like to reach out to me, please do. Brian with a Y at Glendale.Church. We'd love to hear from you and love to connect. But if you're struggling, just don't don't struggle alone. Find find somebody to talk to because we all need it from time to time. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Brian. Thank you so much for, for definitely. Being here Thank always. you, Cameron. It's always a blessing to and being chat my with favorite you. guest. <laughs> Until you have another guest. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us today on GPS. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Reach out to us on Instagram at Glendale Post Sermon. And you can connect with Glendale Church at Glendale Church of Christ. You can find me on Instagram at Cam the Voice. Our website is www.glendale.church, where you can get more info about us, including location, hours, or if you just want to connect with someone. Thanks again for listening to Glendale Post Sermon. We'll see you next time.